In his first epistle, the Apostle Peter wrote that believers are part of a royal priesthood. In many cultures, the word priest evokes images of religious leaders in long robes conducting rituals. What did Peter mean by his use of this word? Stay tuned to hear Dr. David K. Bernard explain. Welcome to Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, a podcast dedicated to helping modern-day believers live out the teachings of the first-century church. This podcast is part of the teaching ministry of Dr. David K. Bernard. Dr. Bernard has dedicated his life to studying the Bible and helping believers apply its message to their daily lives. In Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, Dr. Bernard answers your questions about what the Bible teaches and how those teachings apply to everyday life. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Dr. David K. Bernard. As General Superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church International, I want to invite you to join me September 19 through 22nd in Indianapolis, Indiana for our annual General Conference. General Conference is an opportunity to experience firsthand what God is doing across North America and around the world through the ministry of the United Pentecostal Church International. Last year's General Conference in Orlando, Florida was one of the best in recent memory. We're expecting God to do great things again at this year's General Conference. You can visit upcigc.com and subscribe to email updates to learn more about what's happening at this year's General Conference. I look forward to seeing you later this year in Indianapolis. God bless. In your latest book, Anchor Points, you use a, a phrase that is not original with you, of course, but that phrase is the, the priesthood of all believers. And that's a reference to uh, what the Apostle Peter said when he wrote that we are a royal priesthood in Second in First Peter 2.9. Now, in our culture, when people think of the word priest, they may think of somebody in a long robe who's conducting religious rituals. But what does that terminology mean for that person who's listening to this podcast today who's part of an apostolic Pentecostal church? What is the priesthood of all believers? Oh, you rightly mentioned 1 Peter 2.9. We are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a peculiar or unique people. In similar language, Revelation chapter 5 says that we're kings and priests unto God. So the New Testament very definitely considers all believers, what we call saints, uh, to be priests. Um, This is significant historically because it became one of the core doctrines of the Protestant Reformation started by Martin Luther in 1517. He was reacting to the medieval church where the Roman Catholic Church had priests They did the preaching. Uh, They heard confession of sins. Uh, They could pronounce, um, you know, God's forgiveness over you if you confess, but they would prescribe penance. Uh, By by the time of the Middle Ages, people spoke many different languages in Europe, uh, but the the priests would continue the the, uh, mass in Latin. So the common people didn't even understand it. So it became, the, the theology became, well, the priests are the ones who are the spiritual people, who do all the spiritual work, who do all the work of the church. And the average person just is supposed to show up. They're just supposed to confess their sins to the priest. Uh, they don't even know what's going on. They don't even understand the, the service. But it doesn't matter. They don't need to understand. They just need to obey. They're not supposed to read the Bible. In fact, the Bible is put on the list of, of forbidden books. 
So it was thought that the average layperson, even if they could read, the Bible was in Latin, and that, so they couldn't read it. But uh, even if they could, they were discouraged from doing so because they're just ordinary people. They had misunderstand it. They just need to follow what the church said. So the priests could read the Bible and understand. The p- priests could preach. The p- priests could uh, administer confession and penance and absolution from sins. But average layperson really was nothing and could do nothing. And so in and, and so people had to go through a priest to get to God. The priest became the mediator. Well, Martin Luther emphasized rightly so that there was no human mediator except the Lord Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ died for our sins and rose again. He became our high priest, as we see in the book of Hebrews. And so we go through him as the man, Christ Jesus, and we have direct access to God, 2 Corinthians 5, 19, to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. So God in Christ has reconciled us to himself. Jesus is our high priest. So the only person we need to go to uh, to confess our sins is Jesus Christ. We don't need to go to a human priest. We each have direct access to God. So in the Old Testament priesthood then, uh, the, the the best comparison is not to preachers today, but to all believers today. So Jesus Christ is our high priest. Each of us are priests unto God. What does that mean practically? Uh, number one, we can intercede to God for ourselves. So we can go directly to God. If we have sinned or if we have a special need, the book of Hebrews says we can go directly, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. We don't have to go to a temple or a tabernacle and offer a sacrifice. Jesus Christ has already offered the sacrifice. We don't have to go to a priest to ask him to represent us to God. Jesus Christ is our high priest. He's already represented us. Therefore, we can go directly to the throne of grace We can make our petitions known to God. We can feel the presence of God. We can be filled with the Holy Spirit, which the people in the Old Testament couldn't receive. And that's not just for preachers. That's for every believer or those who we call saints. So that's the first significance, that each believer, each person who is born again, can go to God directly for his or her own needs, to intercede for his or her own life through repentance of sins, faith in God, asking God to supply the needs uh, receiving God's spirit and living in God's presence. The second thing the priesthood of believers means is that we can intercede on behalf of others. So we can be a priest for others, not in the sense that we take the place of Jesus Christ or not in the sense of the medieval priests that people have to confess sins to us, but it means that we can go to God on behalf of our brothers and sisters or our lost loved ones or anybody that we come in contact with. We can intercede on their behalf to God, intercessory prayer. So not only can we represent ourselves to God, we can represent other people. And while each person has to exercise his or her own will in accepting salvation, when we pray for people, God will respond to our prayers. God will work in their lives. God will move on their behalf. God will answer our prayers for them. So if someone is sick and can't even, is not even conscious or can hardly think straight or is struggling to believe, well, we can pray the prayer of faith for them and God can heal them based on our prayers. Um, if someone is lost in sin, we can pray 
And God will respond to our prayers by moving in their lives, bringing conviction to them, arranging circumstances where his presence becomes known, uh, leading them. Uh, Of course, they still will have to finally assent in order to receive salvation, but our prayers can bring them before God's throne. So that's an exciting thought that we're not dependent upon a priest or while we do respect our pastors and other ministers, and there's definitely a role of spiritual authority, the point is our salvation or the salvation of others doesn't have to be channeled through another human being. But we can pray directly to God for ourselves, and we can pray directly to God for, our, for other people. We are kings and priests unto God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to this episode of Apostolic Life in the 21st Century. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a moment to give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. We also appreciate it when you share Apostolic Life in the 21st Century with a friend or family member. And make plans to join us again next time as we look at how the Bible applies to everyday life.